From the Quadesh Family Church, Apostle Joel Obobasa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teachings that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. I pray, Lord, that... Today you will speak to us. We pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We pray for the spirit of revelation. We pray for utterance in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes, Lord, to see things in your word that we have never seen before. And we pray, Lord, that as we hear May it enter our hearts and guide and affect our actions in the name of Jesus. We pray and thank you for this opportunity. This is an opportunity, Lord, and we're grateful for it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Beautiful. Please be seated. Please be seated. Amen. Right. So, we have been this month in our church everywhere in the country. We're sharing about David. Amen. And um, we've been talking sharing from a little book about the success of David. Amen. And um, that book was written, of course, by our dear pastor, Bishop Dag. Amen. Yeah. And um, I am being blessed as I'm going through this book again. Amen. And I hope you're learning something from it too. Isn't it? Because the verse that gets and should get our attention, First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 28, it says, And he died in a good old age, full of riches, Sorry, full of days, riches, and honor. Amen. Amen. Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. He died in a good old age, full of um, days. Amen. And then riches, and then honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Right. So we can see in this uh, verse that David was successful, at least by the standards of most of us, you know, all of us really, because this is what we are all looking for, isn't it? 
long life and money, money to spend while, while the life is lasting. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> That's why it's a blessing when God gives you another purpose for living. When, when, yeah, yeah. And when you work the, for the Lord, usually you've gone beyond this. Yeah, God has graciously set you beyond working to live. Do you see? And trying to live and trying to prosper. I'm not preaching because I want to live and prosper. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it has nothing to do. The two are not even connected. Do you you see? When I'm preaching, I am not thinking that maybe if I shout a little more, more, or if I can go beyond my time, I can get overtime. (laughs) Uh, have LP Michelle computing my hours, you know, (laughs) you see that if I can. No. Hallelujah. So pray that one day God will give you an opportunity to live for him from morning to evening. And even while you're sleeping. (laughs) Amen. I believe God is gracious and he will grant that opportunity to you one day. Amen. But back to David. We like David because David had most of these things that we live for. You see, he died in a good old age. He was full of days, do you see, and riches. And then his son, riches and honor. Honor has to do with recognition and significance and respect. Do you see? Yeah, because you find that sometimes um, people are rich, but they don't have much honor. You see? Yeah. And so you find sometimes rich people try to now buy the honor. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah, they try to buy the honor. They try to do something with the money that will make them noticed. (laughs) Do do, do you get it? Yeah, because otherwise it's like, I've got the money. The money is in the bank, but then what else? Maybe if I can own Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll be on everybody's mind every day. Do you see? Yeah. Or something like that. So, or if I can sometimes maybe run for office or something. You see, then do something that reminds people of my existence that I'm around. Right. But God gave David honor. Amen. Amen. And if you want to challenge that, just start counting how many people you know called David. (laughs) You see, yeah, now you wonder why do people call their children David? David, Dave. So many of them everywhere. There's a David in every country. (laughs) Do you see? Yeah. So he's an honored person. And then his son, Solomon, reigned in his stead. That's also another blessing. The blessing 
of having a son who follows in your steps. Do you get it? That's also a great blessing from the Lord. And so, um, this person can be a good example to follow. And if we go through his life, the principles that we glean from his life can help us greatly. Amen? Approach these things. If we don't even get all of them, at least some of them. What do you think? Yes. And so the Bible says that ye be not slothful. That means don't be lazy. But be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So God is encouraging us to follow people who have inherited his promises. Amen. Amen. So we went through, um, actually you started with Reverend Charles, isn't it? And we went through the principles, some of the principles like small beginnings and then the principle of doing menial jobs with joy, then the principle of turning away from those who despise you, then the principle of choosing and staying with what you have tested, right? And then the principle of ministering to others. That's number five, isn't it? Number six is the principle of fellowship and non-isolation. Amen. Amen. Fellowship and what? Non-isolation. Amen. Do not isolate yourself. Hallelujah. Do not isolate yourself. You have to know that God is counting on your connections to people to bless you. Do, 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 do you get it? Yeah. See, let me show you one of the verses. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Quickly, please. It says, give, 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 and it shall be given to you. It shall be given to you. Can you see that? Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? So you can see that even when God is going to bless you, he says, give, and you have given, then it shall be given to you. That means something is coming to you. <laughs> do, you, do, do, you do you understand? Something is coming to you, and he says, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, are scheduled for your life. They are coming to you, but it's coming through men. <laughs> With whom you have severed all ties. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's coming through men, most of whom you don't talk to. <laughs> so the, 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 the thing is, is coming. God is ordering blessings, has directed things to come into your life. But there is no channel. There's no outlets. There's no connection to you. Do you see what I'm saying? So it is very important that we stay connected with the people that God brings us into fellowship with. Amen. Amen. 
especially those of the household of faith. Because if they are believers, then God also has a kind of access to them. Do you see that can, that they can, he, he can speak to them and they'll respond to him. God can tell someone to do something for you. God can tell someone to go and visit you. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. God can lay it on someone's heart and say, go and see this person. And when they come, you'll be surprised that what they need to discuss with you is what you really need to hear. Are you getting the picture? So relationships are important. Do not isolate yourself. Amen. Do not isolate yourself. Do not separate yourself for any reason. And true, relationships can be challenging to maintain. Do you get it? Yes. But there's no good thing anyway that serves anybody that does not require maintenance. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Starting from that thing you parked outside there. (laughs) You get it. So it needs maintenance anyway. Every relationship will need working on. Every relationship will will be tested. It's challenged. You see, it's challenged and it's, it's threatened. Relationships are like that. Do you get it? But forgiveness is the price you pay to belong. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? If you can learn to forgive people, you will have paid the price to continue to enjoy your access to them, to continue to enjoy whatever God will put in their lives for you. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes, forgiveness. Because people are like a country club. (laughs) People are like a country club. (laughs) Do you see? And you enjoy it. And you go there and you do different things there. You play golf and you do different things. But there are dues. (laughs) Do you see? There's something to pay. And usually when you decide not to pay anymore... That's when your, your access is suspended. Do you, do you get it? So you can relate with someone up to the point where you refuse to pay the bill or the price of forgiveness. And that's where your access to the person is terminated. Yeah. That I decide that I will not forgive her. Wow. My decision not to forgive her is the point at which my access to her ends. Because I will not feel like seeing her. I will not feel like talking to her. And even if I accidentally bump into her, I will not see her. (laughs) Yeah. I will not see her. Even if I meet her at the mall, I will not see her. She'll just walk on the left-hand side and I will walk on the right-hand side. Yes. And yet, you'll be surprised that what you're looking for, even at the mall, is actually in her bag as she's walking out. (laughs) It's possible. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
You know, something that you're looking for is just what she's walking out with and she's taking it maybe even to the trash because she has no need for it. What a blessing it is when you are getting ready to throw something away and you find someone who needs it and it just fits their lives so perfectly. It's such a blessing always to know someone who will appreciate something that you have. Are you getting what I'm saying? So do not isolate yourself. Yes, relationships are worth nurturing and having. Amen. Amen. Relationships are worth what? Nurturing and continuing to have them. You must have them. Amen. Amen. Don't quarrel with anybody. Don't fight over anything. You get it? Yes. You sulk over it for a while. It's okay. (laughs) At a point, you just have to leave it. Because if you just continue this thing, you will find yourself, it will cost you your marriage, it will cost you your relationship with your children. Oh, children, children can offend parents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. You can ask your mother or father. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. But you have to forgive. Amen. You have to forgive and just let things go at a point. Once you pay that price, you get to continue with that relationship. You get to enjoy the relationship. And some of the relationships, they are yet to produce what they were designed to produce. The person is in your life for a reason, but that reason is coming in the future. Do do, do, do you see what I'm saying? And all the time you're spending now is building the foundation that can support that that, that obligation later. Do you, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because you know, you, relationships need a basis. They need a foundation to give what they are supposed to give. You need, you need to place it on something before it can give what it's supposed to give. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't just meet somebody and say, give me a loan. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But when the relationship has been there and built and nurtured and is strong, at a point that relationship can give you not even a loan, a gift. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So don't take it for granted that God has given you relationships. And the best relationships are the ones you find in church. Oh, yes. I'll take, I I can, I will challenge you on that any day. Yes. See, some people have a bad experience with somebody in church. These church people, these church people, these church people, well, I tell you that unbelievers are worse. Yes, because they have no fruit of the spirit. They just walk by the flesh. And if I have to choose between relating with someone who is controlled by the flesh and someone who has at least the spirit and is trying to bear the fruit of the spirit, at least even if they are not showing the fruit, there's more hope. 
Do you, do, you, do you understand? Why? Because what is in the flesh? Let me show you. I mean, <laughs> I was just telling Rev, Reverend Munene at the back that, look, let's have the church. You see, let's have church. And just you know, say, we have to close by this time. <laughs> it puts too much pressure. <laughs> you see, because I really want to show you this. Should I? It's, it's not in my notes or anything, but it's, 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 I want to show it to you. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. Do you get it? Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. The Bible talks about walking. It says, if, we, if you see, let's go from 16. This then I say, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Right, now look at verse 19. It says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Number one, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations. You know, can you change the version so, so, so that there's no variance here? <laughs> okay, yeah, because I really need to show this to you from verse 19. Have you changed it? All right, now the works of the flesh, verse 19, are what? Uh, now, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. <laughs> are we home? <laughs> All right. <laughs> very clear. Number one, sexual immorality. Number two, impurity. Number three, lustful pleasures. Number four, idolatry. Number five, sorcery. Number six, hostility. Number seven, quarreling. Number eight, jealousy. Number nine, outburst of anger. Number 10, selfish ambition. Number 11, dissension. Number 12, division. Do you have any more? Is there a 13? Go to the next one. Next one, number 13, envy. Number 14, drunkenness. Number 15, wild parties. <laughs> Do you see? Yes, and other sins like these. Do you get it? Then it says, let me tell you again as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is one type of person. Do you get it? Then go to verse 22. Verse 22 is another type of the pe person. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Next one, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Now, I'm saying that there are two people. One of them is open to the earlier set of characteristics and the other one is open to this set, this second set. We 
which one do you think is a better person to relate with? Let me ask you, you're going to marry somebody and the person, or two people, and you have a choice between, you know, uh, uh, what was the name of the guy on the left? <laughs> His name is Z44. <laughs> okay, Ricky Z44. All right. Then the other guy on the right, what is, is his name? Eh? What? John Jack, what did you say? John. James Bond. James Bond. Okay. All right. James Bond. Okay. Now, one of them, you know, his credentials. Let's list his credentials from verse 19. Okay. His Results are very clear. <laughs> Sexual immorality, right? Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry. He's into sorcery. He's very hostile. He loves quarreling. He's very jealous and has wild outbursts of anger. He's ambitious in a selfish way, right? And then, what's the meaning of dissension? Huh? Disagreeable. If you say A, he'll say B. <laughs> you know, there are some people like that. There are some people who are into argue. Some people just love to be on the other side. And they call that the devil's advocate. And you wonder, why are you even interested in being an advocate for the devil? Out of all the people in the world, people you could speak for, why do you want to speak for the devil? Speak for evil. Do you see? Yeah. And then what else? What else? Huh? Back to the verse, please. Yes. And then he also is into division. Right? Yes. And then envy. Drunkenness. Into wild parties. That's one type of person. And then another type of person is from verse 22. The other one, James Bond. That's James Bond, right? The first one is James Bond. Oh, I see. No, I thought it was Ricky Z. That's Ricky Z. Okay. Right. So Ricky Z has those characteristics. And James Bond, you know, he has the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? Or it's even cultivating the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let's just say that he hasn't arrived there yet, but he's working on it. And let's say that these are his aims and goals. That he walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness control himself <laughs> which one of the two do you want yes so those who make that claim that oh well you know these church people they are whatever you know if, you know that's for me that's why I like my unbelievers you have to be careful you don't know what you're talking about Hallelujah. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So let us love the company of the believers. And if you are a believer, make yourself a good believer to relate with. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be a believer who behaves like an unbeliever because of whom we all earn a bad reputation. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't be a, 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 a you know, a psychedelic believer. Are you getting the picture? Yeah, don't be that type of person. Be an honest, trustworthy believer with those characteristics and God will also send such people into your life. Can I have an amen? So don't isolate yourself. Tell somebody, you need me and I need you. So let's not isolate ourselves from each other. (laughs) All right. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. All right. Okay. So let me go back to my message. The principle of fellowship and non-isolation. Amen. If you want to do well, don't isolate yourself. Amen. Sometimes you need to know something that somebody else knows. And he knows it from someone he works with. (laughs) You don't work with that person. (laughs) You see. So you need your connection to that person because it connects you to this person. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And through your connection with this person, you'll be able to be blessed by what this person knows. But when you break the connection, then you become an island. (laughs) Do you see? You become an island. And it's not a good thing. Hallelujah. Right. Next one is avoiding arrows of hatred. Then the next one is adapting for progress. Adapting yourself to situations and to people so that you can advance so you can do well. Amen. Then the next one is um, behaving wisely when you are blessed. I think that's the last one we were talked about, right? Behaving wisely when you are blessed. Amen. Amen. So when God blesses you, you need to behave wisely. Hallelujah. Yes, do not turn your back on the Lord when he blesses you. Hallelujah. It's interesting how the Bible talks about the prodigal son. And the prodigal son asked his father to, you know, give him the portion of goods that falls to him. And immediately the father gave him the goods. He just took off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He just took off. (laughs) I mean, to do things he wasn't doing before. Before he had that blessing. Do you see? Some people just go wild. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you can even tell when they've come into a little money. You you can even tell. You can look at someone. You can tell that he's been paid. (laughs) First of all, he has gum in his mouth. I, no, I think gum chewing is a confidence booster. I think, I don't know if it is like that, but you see, you can just tell immediately that someone has come into something he's not used to. 
<laughs> he wants to spread everybody. He wants to take everybody out for lunch. And you can just tell by the way he's just bouncing around and just, and, and he's chewing. His, <laughs> You see that something has something new has come around. Do you see? And that's what this guy did in Luke chapter 15. The Bible says he not many days after he gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. You see, he, he separated himself. That's why we need to watch this separation thing. Do you see? He isolated himself from everybody and put a distance between himself and the people who had been good to him, including the one through whom he got what he had. You see, it's amazing how people are not hesitant at all to cut themselves away from people through whom they have been blessed. Do you see? Now, this boy, he took everything he got from his father. The Bible says he gathered all together. And then he took his journey into a far country, you know. And there he wasted his substance. He took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. Hallelujah. That means he wasted his substance through his lifestyle. Throwing wild parties, you know, shopping and buying different things and buying them over and over and over again. <laughs> you know, I mean, we need to be careful that God has blessed us. You see, some people you just see even at tax time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just <laughs> tax time, and you, you can just tell. Do you see? They just go wild because they are not used to being blessed. And they are not used to having something. Do you see? Yes. But we must be careful not to do that. When God blesses us, we must be careful. We must be careful not to act foolishly when God has blessed us. Amen. Amen. When God blesses you with a marriage, don't act beautifully. Be uh, foolishly, I mean. You see what I'm saying? Don't act, don't act stupidly. Amen. The Bible talks about a kind of person who tears down her house with her hands. Do you see? She says that she tears down her house with her hands. You see, God blesses you with a home. God blesses you with a family. You see, look at the verse. Proverbs 14 and verse 1. 
from verse 14 and verse 1. It says that every wise woman buildeth her house. Can you see that? But the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Can you see that? It means that you can tear down your house or you can put it together. You can build a beautiful family or you can rip it apart. Do you, do you understand? Yes. And so many people get blessed but they just trample over the blessing like it's nothing. It's like it's something I can get. Oh, you can go. You, do, you can go. What? Yeah, I don't need this. But often, what you don't need, understandably, is that little situation. But the person, you do. Are you getting what I'm saying? And what is needed is just managing that little situation. And most of these situations, they just die. <laughs> you see, it's a storm that is passing and most storms they pass and release their rain and make everybody wet <laughs> but they just go <laughs> and the sun shines again Hallelujah. are you hearing what I'm saying so allow allow don't destroy the relationship that God has given you do you see behave wisely Behave wisely. If God has blessed you, behave wisely. If God has blessed you with a job, save some money. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it shouldn't be that because you can afford it, you must buy. Some people are so used to being broke that <laughs> they always return themselves to that. <laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like that's their default status. <laughs> so when God blesses a little bit, it's like you're revving the engine of a car. You get it? And, and the meter just goes, and then back to broke. <laughs> Do you get it? But when God blesses you, you must learn not to waste money. Don't waste money. Don't waste money just because you have it. Do you see? Yes. Just because you have it doesn't mean you should waste it or spend it for that matter. Amen. Amen. Behave wisely. God has blessed you. Do you understand? The Bible talks about seasons. If you look even at trees, you see they don't always have leaves. Yes. And it is no fault of the tree. It's the seasons that change what happens to the tree. So the season, I mean, you're a tree and you're there. And then here comes a wind and it blows all your leaves away. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, you, you, you haven't done anything. You are just a tree standing in one place. And then the wind, the seasons change and the wind just comes and takes all your leaves away. That is how life is. The seasons change and things just come and carry away things that we 
otherwise wouldn't have lost. Do you get it? Yes. And so we have to be wise when we are blessed. As God has given you a job and is paying you a salary that you didn't have before. Do you see? There's no need to augment your... <laughs> you get it? Because some people, I mean, once there's space, they must occupy it. <laughs> and if you give them more space, they just enlarge. You get it? And more space, they just enlarge more. So his relative comfort remains the same. Do you see? Because there is no allowance around them at all. That's why you see, in, no matter what job they have, they still can't afford. They can't afford this. They can't afford this. It's always like that. Because they have not learned to maintain a life that allows them to have something. Do you, do you see? When God blesses you, learn all of us are living. You are living a life and you are blessed already. You see, just stay there. So that your blessing can create some room and some comfort. Amen. Amen. Make things a little easier for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That you can also write checks that don't bounce. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Writing the check with confidence. You know there's nothing. <laughs> but you're just writing the check. You know. And you say you're doing it by faith. No. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, behave wisely when you are blessed. Can I have an amen? Isn't that a good point? It's a good point. Sometimes we need to wait. Wait. There's something called delayed gratification. Or delayed rewards. You see, there are some, some things you have the power to do. You even have the ability to do. But you just refrain from doing them because the timing is not right. You see, the timing is not right. And so you must refrain from doing that. Now look at this verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 16, chapter 10, sorry, verse 16, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, and verse, let's start from verse 15, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 15. It says, the labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go to the city. <laughs> then the next verse. Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and thy princes eat in the morning. Right? Eating in the morning just means eating early. Enjoying early. You see, and he's saying that you are in trouble when you are, he says your king, king represents leadership. Do you see? And you lead yourself in an immature way. You lead yourself like a child. And the sign of that you eat in the morning, that's the sign. You see? But look at the next verse, verse 17. Verse 17 says, But blessed are you, O land, 
When your king is a son of nobles and your princes eat in due season, that is at the appropriate time. Do you see? And even that, they eat for strength and not for drunkenness. So there's eating for strength. That means eating and spending and doing what is necessary. Do you see? Yes. And not just for drunkenness as in to just create a splash of spending. Are you getting the, 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 the message? Yes. And look how it begins. It says you are blessed. So blessed people often don't eat for drunkenness. Amen. Amen. They don't enjoy just for its sake. They do what is necessary and they enjoy at the right time. Hallelujah. At the right time. I was telling somebody the other day, you need to save some money. You get it? You need to save some money. Now you are single, you earn so much money, you need to save a lot of money. Yes. What is wrong with getting married with a half a million dollars in your account? Yeah, what is wrong with that? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So that when your baby comes, you can have maternity leave for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. Otherwise, six weeks after your baby, when when you have barely figured this whole thing out, you get, and your boss is calling you and asking for files. And he's asking, when are you coming back? Too much stress. <laughs> you should be able to tell the boss, you know something, I'll call you. <laughs> when I need the job, I'll call you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But instead, you are spending on shoes from that wall all the way to that wall. Red, blue, yellow, purple, green, indigo, (laughs) black, orange flat, orange high, (laughs) orangish. You see the thing? Yeah. No, I'm I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with buying a lot of shoes. But you see, we're talking about eating. And it says, eat in due season. So you eat. There's a time to eat. We're just talking about when you're eating it. I'll never forget my first day in elementary school. And my mom took me to school. And for some reason, she decided to wait till I settle in the class before she leaves. So she's put me there. Now, when we went to school on that day, she had made me a sandwich. I remember it was an egg sandwich she had made for me. And I was supposed to eat it at recess time, lunch time, you know. 
But I couldn't get my mind off that sandwich. So I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it was not lunchtime. And she was sitting right outside the classroom. On a, There was a, a seat just right outside there. And she was just watching just to see how I will handle that situation. I was five years old, I remember. So um, she was just watching. And I was also just looking. I was waiting. It was not lunchtime. At that point, I put my head... <laughs> I put my head on the table. I lifted my head. It was still not lunchtime. So I took my bag. I pulled out my sandwich. Then I put my head on the table and I started to eat it. I started to eat the sandwich. You know. So as I kept eating the thing, then um, there was this boy sitting right next to me. He tapped me like that. And then he pointed to the woman outside. He said, there's a woman outside who wants to talk to me. <laughs> so I got up and I asked the teacher if I could go outside. And I just stepped. I was my mom. And she said, that sandwich was supposed to be for break time. And you're eating it now. And of course, I was in trouble. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. It's not about eating, but it's about when you are eating. Yeah. There are some things that are beyond you now. You want this seven-seater SUV. And so, you see. <laughs> because the Lord has promised that he shall supply all my need according to my riches in glory. <laughs> he, shall, he said, I shall be above only. I shall not be beneath. I'll be the head and not the tail. The wealth of the wicked is for the righteous. You know? And if, if the wicked are driving in SUVs, I don't see why I should also dr not drive in SUVs. So here you come with your oversized SUV. <laughs> Yesterday I was with a man who told me, I asked him, do you like your truck? He said, yeah, I love everything about it except the gas. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, he said, well, I knew about the gas before I bought the car. What I didn't know was that gas was going to be $6 a gallon. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. So you see, your vehicle, just the vehicle you drive can make you poor. Do you see? It's like the Lord has not provided, but he has. You see, for who you are, for where you are, the Lord has provided. You see? Yes, the Lord has provided, but you're divorced. You see, they're divorced too much, too many bills. Here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. Every time you go to work, and I mean, you go to work and you earn so much per hour. But to get there, even to work, <laughs> half of that 
day's paycheck is already gone in the form of gas. We are talking about behaving wisely when you are blessed. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So you see that you're not prospering. And you can see, like, can you take us to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 11? Malachi chapter 3 and verse 11. Now, this verse shows us something. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Can you see that? And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And then he will not destroy the fruits of your ground. So you can have fruits of your ground with an unrebuked devourer. Do you understand? And the effect is that your fruits are destroyed. That's different from not having fruit. Do you, do you see? We are not talking here about someone who did not get fruit. We are talking about someone who got fruit but with an unrebuked devourer in his life. He is still down to zero. You see, and they will not, what is the next verse in verse 12? Verse 12. He says, all the nations shall call you blessed. For ye shall be a delightsome land. So you see that God did not really add anything new to this person's life. He just took away the devourer. And suddenly everybody is calling him blessed. Can you see that? Yes. Let's read it because this, is, this has got to do with tithing and so on and offerings. Can you put the, start from verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse and so on. I, prove me if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Right? So the blessing has come. Then the next thing, verse 11, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes because the enemy of the blessing is the devourer. And the devourer does not allow you to feel blessed. You don't even know that you are blessed. You don't even notice it. Because he takes it away. He takes it away. So you can earn so much money. And a lot of people earn a lot of money. But the bills. Yes, the bills. This one takes it. That one takes it. Macy's takes some away. Coles takes some away. What's the other shop? Target. I, I mean, even Walmart. Amazon. These are your, your, your friends. Amazon, Target, Walmart, um, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO, and what? HBO Max. Hey, you're maxing out on the HBO as well. 
these people are in your pocket. They have all come. God has blessed you. Yes, but all these guys have come. <laughs> Apple what? AliExpress. What is that one? It's from China. Look, even some going to China. <laughs> I mean, your devourers are international. No. You will never feel the effect of your blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So behave wisely. Can I have an amen? amen. Tell somebody, I, I think this, he's saying this because of you. Tell the person, God knew that you need to hear this. <laughs> See, let me show you this interesting verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And from verse 4. Okay. Right. In fact, maybe if we start from verse 1. Paul says, am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. My answer to them that do examine me is this. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister a wife, as well as the other apostles. <laughs> Do you see? And as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas, or I only and Barnabas, have we not power to forbear wearing? Who goeth a, a warfare at any time at his own charges? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock? And eateth not of the milk of the flock. Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God care for oxen? Or saith he it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt. This is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and that he that treasureth in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing that if we reap your carnal things, if others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power. Can you see that? Yes? But we suffer all things lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. All that apostle is saying is that, you know, it is not every privilege that you take. Do you understand? Yes. He said we have power. We have power to do all these things. Yes. 
and he quotes the scriptures to support it. That the Bible says that if someone works, he deserves to spend what he, what he gets out of it. So your money is your money. Yes. You deserve to do whatever you want to do with it. But Apostle Paul also said, look, we have power to eat and to drink, but we have not used it. Amen. Amen. So there are some things you don't do. You have the power to do it. Yes, you can buy all the chicken you want. (laughs) You see, and then just line it up and start eating it. But it doesn't mean you should do that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's behave wisely so that we can feel it when God has blessed us. That's what we learned from David. Amen. Amen. The next point is seeing people the right way. Okay. Seeing people the right way. Seeing people the right way. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 24. You see, this is another chapter that... um, Seeing people the right way. David had a situation with Saul. 1 Samuel chapter 24. 1 Samuel chapter 24. And Saul was trying to kill David. Okay. So in verse 4. It says, The men of David said unto him, Behold, the day... Of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privately. Okay. Now, in verse 6, we can see how Saul, it says it came to pass in verse 5 that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he said unto his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed. Can you see that? To stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David stayed his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul. Hallelujah. Now this is very interesting because this Saul that David is calling the Lord's anointed is someone who is after David to kill him. Do you see? Yeah. He was after David to kill him. In fact, I mean the reason why I went to the beginning of the chapter is so you would see it says it came to pass in verse 1 when Saul was returned from following the Philistines that it was told him saying behold David is in the wilderness of Engedi then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of Israel and went to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats and he came to the sheep coats, by the way, where was a cave. And Saul went in to cover his feet. And David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. 
And then the men of David said to him, Behold, the day. Now, can you understand what is going on? Yeah. Right? So Saul has gone out. 3,000 men he has taken to go and kill David. Wow. Right? And then after looking everywhere for David, he went, found a cave and decided to take a break. So he went into the cave to relax a little bit. It just happened that outside the cave is exactly where David's men were. <laughs> you see. So one of David's people came to David and said, you know, today the prophecy has been fulfilled. <laughs> what is the prophecy? He said, the prophecy, the Lord said, I will deliver your enemy into your hand that you may do to him as it seems good to do to you. That prophecy can be fulfilled today. So David got up and then he went into the cave and quietly cut off a little piece of Saul's garment, you know, just to show Saul that I had a chance to kill you and I didn't. Do you get it? But you can see how his mind was working. The Bible says when he did that in verse 5, his heart smote him that you don't do that. You get it? You don't do that. And so he told his men that God forbid that I should do something like that. Why? Because he is the Lord's anointed. So as much as he may be a fallen man, he may be someone who is out to get me, he may be someone, in fact, if Saul had gotten David, he would have killed him. But David is able to see through all of that and still say that, you know, this man is the Lord's anointed and I must be careful how I deal with him. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Right? He didn't call him a demon-possessed man. No. He didn't call. And you know, in life, we always come into these situations where someone may be in a certain office or someone we should respect in a certain way, you know, behaves in a way that challenges how we see him. Are you getting the picture? Yes, he behaves in a way that challenges how you see the person. And for many people, that's the end of respect for the person. That's the end of honor for the person. That's the end of, you know, showing any kind of deference to the person. But not David. David decided to call him. He said, look, the man is the Lord's anointed. Do you see? And David relied on seeing the man the way he really is, in spite of what he was doing. Instead of looking at his actions, he looked at his position. Do you see? Instead of looking at what he was doing, he just looked at who he was. That is the essence of titles. That's the reason why titles become important sometimes, because they help you continually see the person as he is. Sometimes you see them referring to the president as Mr. President as though he has no name. <laughs> Do you get it? But as long as they keep calling him Mr. President, Mr. President, it seems to reinforce something with the person that this is a very important person. You don't cross certain lines with this person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
So David's respect for Saul's office was maintained throughout, even though Saul was looking to kill him. I mean, if you knew somebody who was looking to kill you, <laughs> would you still respect him? <laughs> yeah. Some of us have issues even with our parents. It's difficult for us to respect them because of something they did, because of something they didn't do. It's very difficult for us to see them a certain way. You may call him your dad, you may call him your father, or may call her your mom, but you know, at a point, mom becomes a name, not a title. It, 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 does, it just becomes the person's name. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so it loses the, the significance. You see the thing, but if it would have meant what it really means, it would take that person out of the group of people that you relate a certain way with. Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. You see David referring to them when they died, when Saul died. David said, how are the mighty falling? He called him mighty. I mean, David always saw Saul as the Lord's anointed. This is, this is a very special person. This is a very important person. I will not mess with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, and that's a challenge that we all must rise up to and be able to overcome when it presents itself before us. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about not touching his anointed. It says, touch not mine anointed. You know, when God anoints somebody and God anoints people and God is using them, we have to learn to respect them for that purpose. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. We have to respect them for that purpose. First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 22, the Bible says, God reproved kings for their sake. You know, if you go to verse 21, verse 21, he says, he suffered no man to do them wrong. God did not allow any man to do wrong to his servants. First Chronicles, right? First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse, right? Yes. He says, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Then he says, yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, touch not mine anointed. And do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. Touch not what? Yes. And do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. There are people who like to talk and engage in conversations. You know, it says, don't harm my prophets. Don't harm my prophets. So people who write things about pastors on Facebook intending to denigrate them you know yesterday I read no it wasn't a reading it was a little video clip about somebody I think a pastor who was going to prison for something you know yeah and there was this guy you know running a commentary on it and it's like taunting the pastor and laughing at him and you know and I say you don't do that you don't do that you don't do that 
He probably has made a mistake and the law is dealing with him. But that doesn't change the fact that he is the Lord's anointed. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah, he is. That's his description. He is the Lord's anointed. He's the one that God chose to do something with. And listen, if we, even we as human beings know how to respect even former presidents. Did you know that former presidents get secret service um, uh, attention for the rest of their lives? Yeah, once you become a president, you know, some things don't change after that. So when the UK uh, prime minister who worked for only six weeks and resigned, some people were jealous that she was going to get a certain amount of money every year for the rest of her life for six weeks of occupying the office of a prime minister. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the reality is that she has touched the office. Yes. And that remains with her forever. (laughs) Can you see that? Yes. And so our presidents over here, they still have their secret service detail. You know, they still have secret service with their, for their children. And wherever they're going, the secret service. They can't just live anywhere. They can't just, even you can't work anymore. Like a president cannot drive a car, I think. They said you can't, you can't have a driver's license or you can't drive something like that. You know, because you have touched the office. And once you've touched it, Something remains with you forever. Yeah. Are you understanding it? So we need to be very careful with the Lord's anointed. Can I have an amen? Amen. Don't join people who embarrass people who are used by the Lord. Do you understand? Yes. There are some things you must even refuse to read it. Yeah, just... Just skip it. You see, this is something laughing at a pastor. Just skip it. When I saw the guy doing that thing, I, I don't want to know this. I just, I just went on. I just went to something. Look at this guy. He's laughing at a pastor. Someone that God has used before, even if God is not using him now. And do you know why God is taking him to prison? Don't make a mistake. If some, you see a pastor going to prison, it doesn't mean God is done with him. Did you not see God allow Joseph go to prison? Yeah, God allowed Joseph to go to prison. He knew what he was doing. Look, let me show you that verse and we're close. I think I'll show you something and we'll close. Okay. Can I show you something? And we close on that. Hmm. Wow. Genesis. Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. Have you found it? Right. It says in verse 19. And verse 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. A place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. Everybody say, he was there in the prison. prison. Say it again. Say, he was there in the prison. prison. 
Then the next verse, verse 21. Verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph. (laughs) So you may be talking about the prisoner and think you have something to say. But you you see, the Lord was with him. As you talk about him, you are talking about the Lord. Can you see that? It says the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. You see, yes, verse 23. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under the hand, under his hand, because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. That which he did. You know, because look at the verse I skipped, verse 22. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. That's anything that Joseph was doing. God made it work. He made it to prosper. So you may just be going by the headlines. Um, Jewish boy from... um, Jewish boy... Jewish rapist. (laughs) Because that was supposed to be his crime, right? Yeah, so they'll say, Jewish boy from Israel or something rapist, something... You know, raping his master's wife, jailed for whatever, you know. And then that becomes your subject. But you will not know that you are actually talking about the Lord. Yeah, you will not know at all that God is actually against you because you are touching someone that he has placed his hand upon. God has his reasons for things, I tell you. Yes. If you think because you see Daniel in a lion's den, the Lord is not with him. You've made a mistake. (laughs) You need to be thinking about yourself. You've made a mistake. That if if he was a prophet and was a real man of God, you know, he would not go into the lion's den. Yes, where is his God? The fact that he's going to the lion's den is the sign. Ha. You don't know that God has sent an angel to wait for Daniel in the lion's den. You don't know that lion's jaws are being locked. You don't know that lions are losing appetite because of Daniel's arrival. Yeah. The other guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were also put in the fire. I mean, everybody saw it. These guys, oh, their God is not real. Look at them. They are going to the fire. If their God was real, he couldn't save them from the fire. Look at it. But in the fire, the Bible says the king who put them there, he called somebody, he asked them, did we not put three people? He was counting one, two, three. The one, two, three. And he saw a fourth person. Yeah. <laughs> he saw a fourth person inside the fire I tell you so if you make it your business to talk about those three guys you'll be surprised that you're actually talking about more 
than you intended to talk about. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let's be careful. And that's what David was very careful with. David said, you know, something, I don't touch the Lord's anointed. No, no, I'm not going to do this. And when he cut the man's skirt, you know, just to prove to him, the Bible says his heart smote him. Some people don't have a conscience. They don't have a conscience. They don't care what they say. They don't care what they write. They don't care what they share. They don't care what they pass on. They don't care the destruction it does to the ministry. They don't care the embarrassments they bring to men of God. They just don't care. But not David. He said, I will not do this. Hallelujah. Are you surprised that he prospered? I think if you were God, would you not bless such a person? Yes, I would bless such a person. A person who has so much respect for me that he's careful how he deals with anyone that I have anything to do with. I would bless such a person too. Because in the end, it's not even the man. It is God who is being honored by that. Hallelujah. Next week, we'll continue learning more about David. Stand to your feet and let's... um, bring the service to a close. Amen. Wow. You should get this book. Amen. Make sure you have it. If you don't have it, make sure you have it and read it so you know the message before you come to church. (laughs) Isn't it a blessing to know your pastor's message before he preaches it? It's very powerful. Let's pray, everybody. Bow your heads with me and let's pray. I want you to take a minute and just talk to God. Today we talked about two things especially. Three things. Not isolating yourself. That's number one. Behaving wisely when you're blessed. What blessing has God given you and are you behaving wisely? with the blessing then number three is seeing people as they really are seeing people as they really are I want you to pray everybody if you're online you're watching us or listening to the podcast I want you also to pray because I trust that God has spoken to you also right there in your home, right there as you watch this service. God has spoken to you about something. And I want you to pray and ask him to help you. Maybe you need to ask for his forgiveness. Perhaps you're one of those who has spoken against, who has passed stories around one of those who does not mind embarrassing God's servants and creating stories and spreading stories about preachers. I want you to pray and ask God for his mercy and for his forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Oh God, We ask for mercy, Lord. Show us mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 
And then as we close the service today, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you know in your heart that you're not saved, that if you die today, you don't know if you will go to heaven. You don't know where you stand with the Lord. Today you can be sure about your relationship with God. So I want to invite you to say this prayer with me. I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. And so say this prayer with me right where you are. Just say with me, Lord Jesus. Everybody join us as we say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. I know I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. And that you died for my sins. So Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. So Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask for your forgiveness. Be merciful unto me, Lord. Be merciful unto me, Lord. And let your blood wash me. Let your blood wash. Let your blood cleanse me. Let your blood cleanse me. And make me a child of God. And make me a child of God. Oh Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name. In your book of life. Write my name and mention your name. Write my name. And say, Lord, please write this name in your book of life thank you for the word of God thank you for the word of God and thank you for my salvation amen hallelujah put your hands together for the Lord amen did you learn something today have you been blessed today how many are going to behave wisely? How many realize you have behaved foolishly in some areas? Right. Yes. Behave wisely and God will bless you. Amen. Even more. What God has given you, if you're faithful with it, God will give you more. Hallelujah. How many know that what God gives you initially is not all he can give you? You know the story of the talents? That the master had more, but he just gave a little. So many times God just gives a little. Just a little. It doesn't mean that's all he wants you to have. But your faithfulness with that little is what determines his next move. Do you understand? He said because you have been faithful with a little, you know, have now authority over 10 cities yeah I gave you one and you were faithful with it now I'm supernaturally promoting you to command 10 times what you had before are you understanding what I'm saying so we need to behave wisely behave wisely behave wisely when God blesses you behave wisely pay your tithe hallelujah be generous. Give offering. If God has blessed you, don't give a widow's might when you are not a widow. I'm sure sometimes when you give your widow's might, the Lord is asking, what, are you asking to be a widow or what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Give as God has blessed you. Amen. And it will be a blessing unto you. Now let's have communion. Do we have the prophet on today?
All right, then let's, it's been a while. Let's go to the first love center and have communion with the prophet today. Amen. Good blessing. Lift up the holy communion. Father, your body, we are never far from the body of Jesus Christ. May healing come into everyone as we partake of this amazing gift. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Now the blood. May the blood of Jesus wash and cleanse everyone. May our sins be forgiven. Amen. May we receive the blood, the grace, Amen. the gracefulness, the healing, Amen. the forgiveness. Amen. Right now, anyone who has offended you, mm. like Jesus, forgive the person. Amen. Say in your spirit, Father, forgive them. I forgive them. For they know not what to do, do what they do. Even those who know what they do, just say, for they know not what, what they do. They don't know what they were doing. Father, we thank you for forgiveness and we receive the blood of Jesus. Amen. Lift your hands. Father, for your word thank you for your word thank you for your spirit thank you that you right every wrong and you heal every life but above all we thank you we thank you that you didn't throw us into the ground for nothing you dissolve us disintegrated us broken us put us under pressure under heat under darkness why? that we might bear fruit for if the seed is alone it cannot bear fruit but if it dies it brings forth much fruit we lift our hands and we thank you Thank you that in the darkness we experience injustice and wickedness. But you will right the wrongs by your power. Bless everyone. Bless everyone. Watching part of this flow prayer meeting. Let there be no negative impact on the anointing and the resourcefulness. Revive our responsiveness and our capacity and our emotional and mental and spiritual capacity and responsiveness to your will and to your word. Take away from us passivity and every negative impact of a seed of darkness, the unfruitful works of darkness. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Bless your children. Bless your children. Lift up the heads of your children. Lift up the heads of your children. Lord. Let their shame be turned into honor. Let our shame be turned Let this grace be turned into honor. This grace be turned into honor. Remember, oh Lord, yes. every little one. Yes. Remember.
our church. Yes. All Lord. the leaders and the despised ones. Yes, Lord. Forgotten ones. Yes, Lord. Set aside ones. Set aside. And raise us up again. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Lord. Thank you that you see from heaven. Jesus. The details. Yes. The issues. The issues. Thank you for your power. Yes. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for giving husbands and children and blessing to all your people. I pray for your children. Yes, Lord. And to remember and bless and heal and deliver. The Lord be with you. The Lord lift up his eyes upon you and show you favor. The Lord remember the forgotten ones. Yes. The Lord bless. Bless and bless again. Bless where there was a curse. Bless where there was darkness. Bless where there was evil. The Lord help you and extend your life and heal you in the name of Jesus. I pray with thanksgiving. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. How many are going to walk in forgiveness? Remember, that's the only way we will still access the lives of the people God has placed in our lives. Amen.